want to welcome you to day two of our second part of the look through Matthew chapter 7. We're talking about decisions that change the direction of your life. And of all the decisions that change the direction of your life, one of the most important revolves around prayer and how you pray. Listen to what Jesus taught us in verses 7 to 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? One of the most important decisions you can make about the direction of your life is the decision to ask God. Not just to depend on yourself, not to think God doesn't care, but to ask God, because God wants to give. One of the senses you get behind what Jesus taught us here is that of expectation. Ask, it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be opened. When you ask God, do you expect him to answer? If you don't expect him to answer, you're not really asking. You're not really knocking. You're just talking. You're just standing outside the door doing nothing. To say, I talk to God, but I don't expect anything out of it, doesn't understand the character of God. I can genuinely say to you that every time I ask God, I expect him to answer. Now, I don't expect him to always answer the way that I want him to answer. Sometimes he answers in different ways because he's greater than I am, but I expect him to answer. And in that way, it's like we're, we're the child and God's the father. Those of you that are parents, your children expect an answer when they ask you. When my kids were smaller, they expected an answer when they asked. They don't say, can I have a cookie and wait 10 seconds and then walk away if I don't say anything. If they want a cookie, they will ask 500 times until they hear an answer. They want to know what's the answer. So with the cookie, sometimes my answer to my children is no. No, we're having dinner in five minutes. You can't have a cookie right now. But at least they heard an answer and they can act on that. They go and ask their mother for a cookie. That's what they do in that situation. When you ask, you have to expect an answer. Now, what if I promise them, no, you can't have a cookie right now, but I promise you right after dinner, you can have a cookie. Would it be presumptuous for them after dinner to come to me and say, daddy, can I have my cookie now? No, I promised them. They would expect in that moment that I'd give them the cookie. If I didn't give them the cookie, there'd be a lot of tears. Now, let's elevate this beyond fathers and sons and daughters and cookies to the realities of our life. God makes you and I a lot of promises. And expecting is not just waiting for him to say yes or no. Expecting, expecting when you ask is often acting on those promises. I ask. Many times God will remind me of a promise. I promise that. God, will you give me peace? Will you give me freedom from worry? God reminds me, pray about everything and I'll free you from worry. Okay, I need to talk to God about this. In fact, let me share with you three aspects of expecting when it comes to praying. Expecting, what does it mean? Expecting means, number one, accepting the wisdom of a no. Expecting God to answer means sometimes I know he's gonna answer no. And I accept that wisdom. I know that he has greater wisdom than I do. I asked because I know he has my best interest at heart. I didn't try to get it myself because I know that I can trust him more than I can trust me. So expecting means accepting the wisdom of a no. 
Expecting also means confidently waiting for a promise. Sometimes I ask and God says, yes, it's coming, I promised. But maybe it's coming next week or next year or even in eternity sometimes. I can expect, I can wait on that promise. Expecting also means, a third thing that it means is recognizing the source of a yes. When I ask and God gives it, then I recognize, I praise God that he has given it. I don't give myself all the credit or anybody else the credit in that moment. They may have been involved in it, but God did it. He worked through that person. He worked through that circumstance. So I give him praise. So, for instance, when you pray about your worry, you're reminded God has promised to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, and you accept that promise. Or when you pray about a physical need, you're reminded that God has promised to meet our physical needs as we seek first his kingdom. So you seek first his kingdom. God will often remind you of a promise as you ask. That's how it sets the direction of your life. I want you to notice in this who God says very clearly he will answer when they ask. Verse 8, for everyone, everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. To him who knocks, the door will be open. God wants to answer everyone, not just certain special people of faith, not people who have been Christians for a certain number of years or are brand new Christians. God wants to answer, is working to answer everyone. So the big question here is, why doesn't this always work like I expected it would work? Or why doesn't it work for me? It seems to work for everybody else. They ask, God answers. Why isn't this working for me? If I thought I could explain to you entirely the mystery of prayer and our relationship with God, I'd be a very prideful person. There are a lot of things about prayer that I don't understand, that I won't understand until I get to heaven. I do understand that Jesus told me to ask, and I do trust Jesus. So I'm gonna keep doing what he told me to do. And I'm gonna expect, I'm gonna patiently expect that he will sort this out when I get to heaven. And I will understand some things that I don't understand on this earth. But in this time of not fully understanding, I'm going to do what he taught me to do. And when we talk about asking, there are three specific things that he teaches us to do when we're feeling like it's not working for me. You see them all in these verses. First, when you feel like it's not working, number one, you need to be persistent. All of these verbs, all of these commands here are present imperatives in the Greek. That means they are things you're to do not just once, but to do again and again. The idea here is keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. It's not like you go up to the door and clunk, knock once, up nothing, and you walk away and go get it yourself. No, you stay there because you trust God, and you keep on knocking, waiting for his answer. So you need to be persistent when you feel like the answer's not coming. The second thing these verses teach us is you need to be dependent. You need to depend on your relationship with God. First, you have to have a relationship with God. That's where you begin. You ask out of this relationship with God, accepting his forgiveness, accepting his leadership as your father, as your Lord. And then you depend on him. We all get to these moments in life when we decide it's up to us to get the cookies. Mom said no. Dad said no. I'm tall enough now, I think I can climb up on that counter, open that cookie jar, and get the cookies for myself. We've all gone through that. We still go through that in our lives. And when you do that, you short-circuit the process because now you're depending on yourself and not on God. This idea that God helps those who help themselves, that's not in the Bible. That's Ben Franklin. That's not the Bible. God helps those who trust in him. So you trust in him because you realize sometimes when I go to get things myself, I'm getting the wrong thing. I can't always trust myself. Even when I think it's the right thing for me, 
It can be the wrong thing for somebody else. So you depend on God in it. You depend on his strength, his power, his leadership. And in doing that, there's a third thing that we're taught in these verses as we walk through these feelings that it's not working. The answer's not coming when I want it to come. The third thing is you need to understand the character of God. Jesus is very clear about that in these verses. You ask, you receive, because look at the character of God. He is a God who wants to give to you. And Jesus goes through and he says, look, you, you're evil many times. You're not perfect human beings, but you want to give to your children. God is perfect. He wants to give even more to his children. A confidence in prayer, a boldness in prayer is based on understanding the character of God. A lot of people lack confidence because they don't understand what God is really like. Now, I I know a lot of people who think of God as a heavenly Santa. He'll give you whatever you want as long as you're good. So if I'm good enough, he has to give me what I want. That's not what God's like. That's not his character. He wants to give to all of us. We're his children. As we trust in Jesus, we become his children. He wants to give to all of us. I know others who think, many others who think of God not as a heavenly Santa, but as a heavenly Scrooge. He parcels out his blessings. He makes sure you just barely have enough to squeak by to remind you that he's real. It's like he has his thumb on you rather than he wants to give to you. When it comes to praying, what gives you confidence in prayer is not the quality of your prayer or the depth of your faith or the ability of you as a prayer. Confidence is based on the one we're talking to, understanding who God really is. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Why do you think you and I like to give gifts? Why do we go to such extents to buy a gift for our spouse or our boyfriend or a girlfriend or a friend or our children? Because we're created by God, and God is a giving God. We know how to give gifts because God taught us how to give gifts. So when I trust in the character of God, it means that I trust that God wants what is best in my life. Now, trusting in the character of God means some other things, like I trust that God does not violate people's will. So I can't pray like a genie in a bottle prayer. Lord, I pray that you will make this person love me, or I pray that you will make this person be saved. God can lead that person. I can trust that he is leading that person. So when I pray, Jesus, will you help that person to come to know you? and I don't see any difference in their life, I know the character of God. I know he's talking to them. They may not say anything about it. They may not admit it, but I trust in the character of God. He is answering that prayer. You trust the character of God. He is a giving God. He wants to give to you. So if he doesn't give it, it's not because he's withholding from you. There's some other reason. Maybe it's the will of another person. It can be that, but maybe, maybe it's just that God is protecting you from something that you're not aware of. He is a giving God. So you ask, You seek, you knock. Let's do that right now. Would you pray with me? And just in prayer right now, in this moment, say, Jesus, what do I need to be asking about right now? Uh, Maybe it's for someone else, someone in your family, someone at work, for some physical need that they have, for some spiritual need that they have. But don't forget to ask also for what God wants to do in your life. What do you need to ask right now? Jesus, I ask that you would do this. Maybe it's a very, very material, physical need, and you're almost embarrassed to ask about it. Ask about anything. Ask him right now. Jesus, would you meet this need in my life? Maybe it's an emotional need or a spiritual need. There's a feeling you've been having lately of temptation. You need protection. There's a feeling of discouragement. You need peace in your life. Ask him for it right now. God, would you give me your peace? Would you give me your protection? 
Our Father, we ask because we trust you. We know that you're a loving, giving God. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look at one simple decision about the way that you relate to people that will change the entire direction of your life. <music>